I mean, I get it. I I do have bootleggers on one side of my family. So, I mean, uh, outrunning the law was uh, an expertise of some bounces. Supposedly, there is a story about my World War II paratrooper vet grandfather who, after the war, got really into motorcycles and was in Vegas and got into a dispute with a casino with his friend and him and his friend rode their motorcycles through a Las Vegas casino and then hauled ass out of town. (laughs) You know, I have to say it is tragic that that definitely happened during a time where video surveillance wasn't a thing because I feel like that would be like, the golden age of Vegas too, right? Oh, man. Like Elvis probably was. was walking around too, and like, I w- I would pay such good money to see that. Oh man, then like the the only I think the big thing that makes me want to believe it, it or like that where it's like, you know, I could see that happening is because like him and his friends for fun would fly into Canada and parachute out to go uh, camping and hunting and fishing for weeks. So it's like, so yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Oh, so they, okay. So they did that and somehow I'm the one not allowed in Canada. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, I guess like if you have. Unbelievable. If you have personal. Unbelievable. If you have the connections where you can get a private plane to let you just parachute into the wilderness, then I'd imagine customs aren't as important to you. Or whatever. I, I don't know. Can't even with this. I'm so mad now. <laughs> Let's just start. Let's just do this. <laughs> Welcome to Ten Tens Podcast, where we talk tense and make little sense. I'm your host, India Monroe, and this is my lively co-host, John Burkhardt. Hi, John. What's up? How's it going, my friend? Super, super fine. How about you? <laughs> the finest I've ever been. It is adequate. How, it is a... How are you? <laughs> uh, it's it's, it's uh, Today was good. Today was a good day. It's been a rough week, but it has been a good day, so... Yeah. That's good. I'll take it. Yeah. My uh, my sister, who's been dealing with seizures post COVID, had a really rough day a couple days ago. So uh, we've been dealing with the fallout from that. But she's out of the hospital, so that means I'm home and I can record. Excellent. I know Emily doesn't listen to this, but um, Emily, we love you so much. Yeah, she said we suck. How whack is that? <laughs> No, you know how I know John's sister doesn't listen to this? Um, John, after our last episode, put baguettes on the grocery list as a joke, (laughs) and Emily bought them, not realizing it was a joke. So uh, John had a surplus of baguettes last week. So you can, if you check her Instagram, you can see the results of that. Oh, no, I I need to post the results. You do. the, 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 The result of the poorly done joke. But I need to post the uh, after effects of that. So what do you think? So I actually did try the what Switzerland method. Is that what it was? Yeah, okay. Swiss hot dogs. Yeah. Um, and it actually works pretty good. So how did you do it, though? Like, how did so you toast them from the inside? I, I just put the baguettes. I tried two methods. One, I put it in the oven 
as instructed by the bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I put I put one section in the oven, and then I put another one in the toaster oven, split a little bit to like try and get the inside toasted. And that method, the toaster oven method, didn't work very well. It just overcooked it. Uh, mm-hmm. But the oven method seemed to work pretty well. And what I did was. So I think I think what they're going after with these like piercers, I don't know, prongs. <laughs> these <laughs> these, <Piercers>. these <laughs> somehow we have come up with like every awful these, word to describe this. These these <laughs> phallic like, bun warmers. <laughs> the bun inhaler inhalers. <laughs> bun palers. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, these toasting rods, I guess, is what they're called. Um, is that better? I don't think that's better. No, none of it's better. None of it's better. Uh, anyways, I think I, I don't know if they use the method to try and toast the inside. I think it's more of like just a way to warm it. I'm not. No, sure. we read it. It's to toast the inside. Which I mean, if you're, so to me, it's like, so what's the difference between toasting inside versus the only thing I can think of a benefit of toasting the inside is it reduces the bread from soaking up condiments. Right. So you don't have like a soggy baguette bun. But so by putting the baguette in the oven, it kind of toasted it all the way through. Well, sure. But you're not creating this like specialized hot dog. So then what I did was I held the baguette with an oven mitt and I shoved a knife into it and hollowed it out a bit. Good for you. You seem at a loss of words. I was, I was, I was mid-sip when you said that. And just ever, <laughs> ever resourceful, John Burkhart. You almost you. did a double take. Uh, but yeah, so I like I did a square cut into it and then kind of dug it around a bit and then shook it upside down and it all fell out. <laughs> <laughs> Shaking baguettes. <laughs> and then I uh, squirted condiments in there and I slipped it on in. <laughs> American ingenuity does it. Yep. That's it. Right <clears throat> so before you go slipping your hot dog in a baguette, make sure you get the baguette nice and warm. Hi, mom. It's only it's look. It's the least you can do. I think that's tit for tat. You know. Anyway, moving on. How was it? Did you? It was really like good. The baguette and the hot dog. No, it was good. I liked it. It, it came out like they, they complemented each other better than I thought. I mean, to be fair, like a a toasted baguette is great on its own. Right. So, okay, you made fun of me for being like John. You should always think of baguettes for any sort of bun or sandwich bread. And now that you have experienced this magic that is baguette. What do you think? Are you on board? I don't think that I would. My baguette would still be my go-to sandwich bread, uh, just because of the the dimensions. Hmm. But like, if there was like a baguette, if it's the same type of bread, but like maybe a time and a half wider, then I would be on board. Okay. But I think that like goes into like French bread territory. You know what goes? Uh... In the fridge Real well with baguettes. What's that? Wine. It what are you drinking? Does okay. So I am drinking Fourteen Hands Winery Hot to Trot yeah. Smooth Red Blend, and it's got a, a picture of galloping horses. Yeah, because you know they measure horses and hands, right? I thought that the horses were because hot to trot. 
I, I forgot. Well, it's all it's all connected. Right. But oh, it's all like yep. horse. Yep. Now that you now that you say that, uh, that makes sense. Okay, so is fourteen hands big? Is that average for a horse? Yeah. I don't know. My mom's listening. I'm sure she'll text me when she hears okay. this. Okay. No, she will comment on her Instagram. No, she did text me about uh, our watch critiques. Oh, which does I she did she know the brand? She didn't know the brand, okay. but she knows. Uh, hang on, I need to Google the proper pronunciation. <laughs> oh, of the um, that the 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 mechanism we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Did I say it wrong? Yeah, we totally did. Okay. I'm not surprised. I've never tachymeter. That's what he tachymeter. Was okay, I was saying <laughs> the tachymeter. I was saying yeah. what? Oh um, Lord! Oh my God! Are you I made okay? a mess. I made a mess. Uh, this red wine blend in a can <laughs> pours like ass. It made a huge. You know how like there's cert- like certain you have like at home, you'll have certain glasses that if you try to pour out of it would like hook into the bottom of it and just go everywhere. I I guess you what you what you only have perfect glasses at home. No, I think you're just not committing to the pour. No, I oh girl, I committed. Trust <laughs> me. I know what a pour. All right, all right, I know what a right, pour right, a can. Right, right, I've right. poured a can before. Maybe this is anyway. Maybe, I look forward to hearing what the average height of I a horse is. It's I'm the vis- sure mom will <laughs> ask me the follow up question of what kind of horse. <laughs> Yeah. So if you know what kind of horse it is, John, please let well, me know. Well, these are, this is, it's a purple horse and, and then a, like a orangish red horse with a white stripe. I, your so, commitment you know, to science. You know why it, you know why it pours funny? Because this wine has a weird viscosity that's different from is it the like other. Jelly? Can. What's the deal? Well, no, it just, it has a viscosity that makes it want to kind of like grab a hold. But it's a red okay. blend, which I don't think we haven't done a red blend before, have we? I don't. I think we've done white blends. I don't think we've done a red blend. Yeah. But American red blends, I think, are, or American blends in general, I think, are really funny because um, oh. they're not required to tell you what it's a blend of. Oh, like okay, maybe yeah, they volunteer the information, that, yeah. but they are not required to tell you what it's a blend of. Like, so is that kind of like a like a in some places, if you say it's a blend. Law requires you to disclose what it is a blend of. I would assume that that other countries like mandate that you have to say what it is. Uh-huh. Um, but I'm not well versed enough in blends to be able to tell you. But a lot of brands will volunteer the actual blend of wine, but they are not required to okay. in America. Okay. Well, that's good to know. That's something to be aware of. This might I know something I the- learned recently, which I think is is. Such a We're always learning. This might just people. be like all the stuff <laughs> left over from like a wine show, like all the half empty bottles from a tasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like when one. you're when you're a bartender and a particularly like rude customer says, just give me a shot. I don't care what it is. Like I just <clears> want to take a really good shot. And you just pour whatever like has fallen <laughs> into the. Have you actually <laughs> done that? No, I've oh. never done that. Cause it, and I don't think it's a real thing anyway, because I think I like. I think where you would pour it from is visible so people yeah. would see that you were pouring from that. But I have had, I feel like I've talked about it on this podcast. You, you mentioned, we, had, we, we talked about the joke before of, of that. Um, yeah. No, I when I was a bartender in Uptown Dallas, I had this one like Chad 
and come up and say like, oh, hey, can you do like six lemon drops? And it was like the busiest time on a Saturday night. And I just looked at him like, are you kidding me? The bar is like five deep right now and you want six lemon drops. And are those I, hard to make? It's not that it's hard to make, but like he wanted them with a sugar rim and like that's time consuming. And so I just- asking it, a lot. When the bar's five deep, like don't give yeah. me something with more than three ingredients to do. So like, so so I just looked at him and I was like, oh, I don't pour those. <laughs> and he looked at me and he was like, like surprised that I mouthed off to him, but it was an English pub, so I was allowed to do that. I mean, and if, he looked if somebody at me told me they like, don't do lemon drops, I I would get confused too. Right, and he <laughs> and I'm sure no one tells this guy no ever. But do you know who he, my dad is? I don't care. And so he was like, well, what do you pour? And when you work when you work at a restaurant, especially like a pub or a bar, like you get really good at drinking Jameson, which is uh-huh. so rough. But yeah. he looked at me, he's like, well, what, what do you pour? And I looked at him totally straight face and I just go, Jameson. And he like hesitated for a second, like for serious. And I was like, yeah, Jameson, I pour Jameson. Do you want Jameson? And he was like, yeah, if you take one. And uh, I was like, cool. So Did you do the coyote ugly trick? Uh, I did sometimes, but I didn't this time because I <laughs> had a point to prove. Yeah, God damn it. <laughs> and so he was essentially like calling my bluff. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'll take a shot of Jameson with you. And this is like Texas room temp Jameson. So it hurts. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so I lined him up and he handed him to his friends. And they're like, dude, we ordered lemon drops. And he's like, dude, I don't care. <laughs> like, You're going to embarrass me in front of the bartender. This tiny bartender questioned my manhood <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, took the shot of Jameson, didn't flinch, and uh, handed him his bill. So, nice. Well, at least he was a good sport about it. You have to be. Like, how do you how do you insist on your lemon drop when, like, this small girl is like, uh, no, I'm not going to pour you a lemon drop. I will pour you Jameson. Right. Like, and all that to say, like, not to capitalize on toxic masculinity, but... You're five deep at the bar, man. Don't right. order a lemon drop. Get out of here. So the bartender is at the sandbar who would make the custom drink named after me, even when they are busy, must have really liked me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That, that is a genuine sign of they like you. Okay, cool. So feel comforted. Anyway, yes. how is that one? All right. John? Let's give it a... Smells give good. Give it a whirl. It smells good. Um, yeah. It didn't smell bad like the last two, especially the last okay. one. I was it thinking about that the other like day. It didn't smell like a dive bar? Yeah, I'm, a dive bar bathroom. Ugh. So baffled by that. I mean, it's got the regular like red wine smell of the, I guess, like the grapes and stuff. Nothing really distinct in the smell. Because mm-hmm. you didn't read the tasting notes, did you? No, I didn't. But still, like, look, bro, like part of it, too, is that like if it doesn't have a distinct smell, it doesn't have a distinct smell. I'm just saying, if you read the notes on it, then maybe that helps okay, you like know what to look for. Hands. If you just post what to try. To wine try. you're going to be drinking, then I can post that on the outline what. for you. Well, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, okay. From Total Wine, this approachable and easy drinking red wine offers a generous aroma of berries, cherries, and currants. Currants? Ooh, currants. Okay, currants. currants. What's a currant? It's like a little... like. Berry fruit thingy. Oh, okay. That sounds fun. 
Yeah, it's um, really nice. I like them. And then it goes on to say, a plush framework of soft tannin supports the red and dark fruit flavors that leisurely give way to subtle notes of baking spice and manka. Manka? On the finish. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Mocha. I got dyslexic <laughs> there for a second. I put an N in front of the C. I was like, what the hell is a manka? <laughs> okay. So are you getting any of those scents when you smell the wine? I, I just smell the regular, you know, the regular berry cherry smell that you get from See, most See, that is better than just yeah. the I smell grapes. Okay, okay. So fair enough, we are, fair we enough. We are growing, we are evolving. I am, I am, I am. Okay, give it a tasty taste. First taste, very, this is very smooth. Very Excellent. smooth. Like, it yeah. just goes right down. Um, This definitely goes into would get me in trouble. Okay. Like, if I was already kind of drinking and then, like, I got handed this, I'd be like, oh, yeah, let's keep this flowing. You know? Yeah. Yep. That's that's what that's what that is. Yeah. That's how you get a hangover. Yep. Um, And it's got, like, a really nice little, like, tart, like, a little bit of tartness and, like, like a twang on the tip of the tongue after it okay. evaporates. Excellent. Which is fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it has like this nice, like, you know, when you have like Welsher's mixed berry fruit packs? No. What is that? You know, like fruit snacks? Oh, fruit snacks. Yeah. yeah. Welch's. Yeah. Um. Okay. So like when you, when you eat it, the middle of your tongue kind of like enjoys the, the grape and berry flavors. Uh, So it's kind of like that, not as strong and it's not as like sugary. Um, but he's kind of similar. Uh, and then that like tart funness at the end. I like it. You know what? I really want you to start writing these reviews on the Total Wine website. <laughs> People are going to be like, who is this jack wagon? No, I, I suddenly really need this to happen. So. <laughs> okay, good. How would you rate this out of 10? This is easily an eight. I, um, wow, an eight. It's weird. If you let it sit, it's a bit sour. Okay. So it encourages it encourages you to quickly drink it. Okay, so probably if some you of don't that like sour. cherry cherry currantness. Yeah, in it. yeah. So that's got to be the the cherry part of it, probably. Cool. So I like it. It's fun. Excellent. Well, good for you. Yeah, I'm gonna give it. Glad an we could a, recover a, from the dumpster fire that was your wines the other week. Yeah, I would definitely give this a solid eight, without a doubt. Excellent. So mm-hmm. that's cool. That is something that I would cool. definitely buy again, and I will continue to uh, drink this. I guess. <laughs> Excellent. Um, don't drink it fast, okay? Because you're not have... my real mom. <sighs> my my stepmom says I can drink all the wine I want, and I can I can play video games all night, and uh, yeah. And <laughs> I I'm allowed to have my cell phone after 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 nine p.m. And, anyway, and she lets anyway, me talk to Steve. What do you think about anyway, that? Anyway, let me talk to Steve. Don't care. So <laughs> you will care. I heard you have a new addition to your room. I do. Oh yeah. So in the wine world, guess what? Hmm. So well, there's a bit to this, uh, but I now have my own wine fridge. Is it a wine fridge or is it a mini fridge that it's you got a off of college fridge. campuses? It's a booze fridge. <laughs> so. 
In a, in a time-honored tradition, people were moving out of the dorms this past week at UL. Where? UL. What's and UL, John, for those who don't University know? of Louisiana, Lafayette. So mm-hmm. ULL. As, as, as it happens at many campuses across the country, people just throw perfectly good stuff out because they don't want to take it home. And people go around and pick it up. Excellent. So my cousin and I went went cruising the dumpsters, and <laughs> I got a mini fridge with a freezer, and it's a big boy. It's a, like it's like three and a half, four feet tall. Like it's not like a, a little tiny guy. Like Impressive. it doesn't it doesn't sit on a table. It's its own thing. Uh, it wasn't even in the dumpster. It was sitting out on its own. Did it have a microwave attached to it? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I still have that extra microwave. I could put it on top of it. Whoa. Excellent. Then it's and, just you're living in a dorm. Oh, yeah, I know. It'd be sweet. I would never, never have to leave my room. Just load up that thing <laughs> with Hot Pockets. Uh, and then I got, <laughs> I got I got that, and I got a FEMA table, which they're kind of everywhere, but it's nice. Yeah, it, Louisiana's just, like, flush with FEMA tables. Oh, yeah, there's FEMA stuff everywhere. And so, like, it wasn't surprising to see it, but it's like, yo, this is a nice folding table. You know, like this is like people an 80- might be looking for that. This is like an eighty dollar folding table. I am definitely grabbing this. Uh, and then um, I found a aluminum like flight case, like you it's know, it's a flight case, like a like um one of the, like something you would see somebody putting like equipment or like production equipment, you know, like nice things into for a flight. Well, that's just a term, but like you know, like when you see like fancy equipment in a well, like a hardened case. Sure, sure, sure. Okay, so that's what this was. So I was like, oh, well, this is interesting. Let me check this out. Hmm. And uh, it was full of make makeup equipment. Makeup equipment? Yeah. Really? Yep. And like I was what? like, I well, so it was like- it Did had you like, already dump it before I get too invested in this? No, 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 no. I grabbed, I was like, well, this is, I don't know what this is, but I'm sure Emily will know. So I grabbed that and I brought it back and she went through it and it was full of like, apparently it had like a dozen brushes- Several like uh, palettes of like I don't know like you know eyeshadow the, yeah I guess so brand new lipstick and a bunch of other stuff Ooh, and, yeah uh, no I don't fuck around with used lipstick though yeah and her friend was over and they were like this isn't something that a girl would just throw away this was like like somebody broke up and they threw away their ex's stuff type of deal. Oh, see, and that's like hundreds of dollars. Worth yeah, of stuff. that's what they're like they're, like just the brushes alone was at least $100 worth of stuff. And so my sister was like, "This is incredible." She got really excited. She's like, "Well, I'm just going to clean the brushes and I have a giant set of brushes that I can uh, use." Yeah, cuz that's really hard to like build up your brush collection and they're so easy to clean. Yeah, so like between the mini fridge, the table, oh, a milk carton. I mean, that's awesome. A milk carton? Ew. What? The, you can put stuff in it. A milk crate. Yes. Sorry. Not a milk carton. That's so different. <laughs> Between that and the makeup stuff, we probably scored like $400 worth of stuff. Um. Thank you, ULL. Yeah. yeah. So, also, so sorry to whatever girl like broke yeah. up with that guy and or, got her stuff or, dumped. Or maybe sorry to the their partner, because what if they were just mean? You know, what if, what if, what if they were not a nice person and they, well then good for her for getting out. Yeah. Good for the partner from getting away from that mean person. Whatever. Cause it, they, you don't know what happened. 
Maybe they're like, oh, this is the last remnant of the abuser that was in my life. We don't know. We don't know, India. There wasn't a note. We are speculating wildly. I was taking your silence as affirmation. It's not because I, Houston's (laughs) making his protein shake. I know. (laughs) Look, I just hope that you've lost $400 worth of makeup equipment. No, all the things. Like the mini fridge. Makeup supplies. Oh, so you're saying it's not four hundred dollars in makeup? So no, makeup. I I have no idea how much all that stuff is worth. It's probably worth a couple hundred dollars with that. It's probably worth several hundred dollars because yeah. it's really expensive to buy makeup. Uh, I would need to know name brands to like properly quantify. Oh, okay. But okay, I am happy for Emily to get some pretty sweet stuff. Good for her. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, so she was really excited to see that, especially because we went towards the end of it. We liked out. So all the good stuff had been picked over? Yeah, like the big dumpsters had already been dumped at least once. So like we Ooh, were going bummer. through the scraps, and but we we scored. So Good, um, good. Okay, now I think we're ready for news. All right, fine. Okay, so in the news, a man organized an illegal 153-person Grand Canyon hike <laughs> at the Grand Canyon. <laughs> And why would why? Well, so the weird thing about it is, is that like there was a uh, entry fee tied to it. How much? Not, like what? Ninety dollars? Ew. Ninety five dollars to go to a to go to a national park. No, 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 no. That's after you already in there, I think. <laughs> like, <laughs> but like, like, how much is it to go to a national park anyway? I don't remember. I think my dad had some Not ninety dollars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cheaper than that. My dad had some passes. Way cheaper for us. But okay. So you're telling me that in the middle of a pandemic, somebody paid this dude almost a hundred dollars so they could go into a national park that they could get into anyway and go hiking with a hundred and fifty people. Yes, but even outside of like what's currently going on, if everything was completely fine outside of COVID. I don't want to hike with that many people. It, you shouldn't. It's one. It's really hard to keep all those people organized. It's hard to make sure that like you you're maintaining group cohesion. But if you try to shove that many people through like a natural habitat, you're going to damage it. So like not <sighs> only is like it like it's it's very it's just overall very irresponsible. Okay, so I'm scanning this article and his his. The first defense that this article offers in this guy's, like, from this guy is a quote from him that says, I didn't do it for profit. Right. But I don't what? understand what the heck are you, like, the only, like, like, was there, like, were they handing out, like, medals and numbers like it was a 5K? I, I don't t-shirts? think so. It looks like they just did it. Like, it was just like a, hey, we're so, all going to go hiking, all 150 of us through the Grand Canyon, and which is just so dumb. Yeah, it, it was a rim-to-rim hike, which is supposed to be kind of challenging and isn't always a single-day adventure just on your own, let alone with 140-something other people. I just, I, I'm so baffled by this. So, like, they literally contacted, like, the National Park Service contacted him to be like dude you cannot do this it's illegal and he was like uh we're definitely just gonna go and they can't stop us right but he tried saying like oh i'm no longer organizing it so if these people show up that's on their own accord but he put it all on facebook yeah that's the dumb thing is that it's all on facebook so it's like 
pretty case it's like, closed. What did you think was going to happen? <laughs> like you have you have documented your entire yeah. involvement in this process. How are you going to say it's not? Yeah, it, it's just extremely irresponsible. It damages the environment. Like it it was it's it's just bad. Like and like honestly, I said, even I, COVID, I hope he this is horrible. I hope he gets his. I mean, that's so ridiculous. And like. Maybe I'm reading park rangers wrong, but like the people who willingly engage with like bears and mountain lions, like I yeah. do not want to mess with you. Um, to me, my experience is that most like park ranger or park staff are mostly just a bunch of stoners. I mean, even then, I feel like once you get a stoner to the point where like they're mad, like they're real mad. Oh, and yeah, I yeah. just don't want to yeah. like test that. Yeah, because they're really chill. So like if they're going to be upset. He had to have done something, but he was charged with a bunch of stuff. He was charged with giving a false report, intentionally interfering with a government employee, soliciting business without a permit, violating activity restricting, and violating coronavirus restrictions. So, like, I mean, good. This guy sounds like a total dick. Yeah, it's it's whack. (laughs) But also, I I cannot think of 150 people that I would want to hike through the Grand Canyon with. (laughs) And that's not because I don't love people. It's just like, that's a lot of people. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's really irresponsible. And I, yeah, it dumb. Yeah. All of it dumb, 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 dumb. It's just dumb on so many levels. So I really hope, uh, you know, I mean, avenging nature and all, but like, it's just just for the sheer su- stupidity of it. I hope this guy gets his. Is it a felony? What's he looking at? I it, I don't know what level those charges are at. Hmm. Hmm. So, but looking at stuff you know, from what would um, be kind of fun if uh, they had like, if like the level of like dumbassery required for your your offense was high enough, like. That they could just bump you up to a felony for that. Or at least like you'd have to do like remedial common sense work after that. Yeah. I'd support that. Anyway, I think the moral of this story is that if you're going to do something that is especially dumb and illegal, maybe don't do it on Facebook. Which I feel like is a lesson that so many people have learned this year. Capital rioters, we are looking at you. (laughs) (laughs) let's calm it down don't be stupid what are you doing yeah yeah there's yeah i mean just everything people being mean to each other or saying dumb stuff like there's just there's consequences especially like if you're gonna think if you're gonna do something that you think like could have consequences don't document it especially don't do it yourself for realsies i mean it's unbelievable yeah so on to listener submissions. And this is from... Ooh, I love that we get these now. I uh, think he no. doesn't. So uh, a, a listener sent in a kind of fun thing to do when you're camping. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is more of a car camping thing. Because uh, you get to... It's, it's when you take a... You get a roll of cinnamon buns like you would at the Why grocery store. Why do you store. need a car for that? Well, because you need to keep it cool. So you need to have it like in a cooler. So you're not going to be taking you, this backpacking. Oh, okay. You don't take coolers backpacking. Got it. Do you want to take a cooler backpacking? I mean, no one's going to ask me to take a cooler backpacking. It, when you go backpacking. You to take a backpacking. No. When you go backpacking, you bring your stuff. So if you oh, want. I'm just not going to go backpacking. So if you want to have. You can totally. You know, you know what I'm going to waste all that space on? It's going to be protein bars and wine. That's smart. 
that that's fine. Right. And you don't need to have a cooler for that, is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, for the wine, like you don't want to drink hot wine. Well, I, you know, that's why you you backpack near a cool creek. And you dunk oh, them in good there. call, good mm-hmm. call. Yeah, because I yep. bet a creek kind of runs at like the right temperature for a lot of yeah, wine. Yeah, I bet it does. We should look into that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So for car camping. <laughs> so uh, this is, they. you take the cinnamon buns and you separate them and you put them on tongs that you would use to like roast hot dogs. Store Like a store-bought package of yeah. cinnamon buns that are already done for you. They're place and bake. So you take yeah. one cinnamon bun. Mm-hmm. And you place it on a stick. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yep. Okay. And then you uh, you wrap it up in some aluminum foil and you you put it over the fire. And I imagine you could probably cook you this in a Dutch oven fo- as like, well. So you have to, I guess you have to like give it some space though because it's going to rise when it bakes. Yeah. I think there's, or, well, this might be a couple different ingredient types to do this. But so there's different methods. But I think that like you could do it in a Dutch oven or you can just do like the prong thing. Either way, it's going to you it's know, gonna work. It's going to cook up. Yeah, and I think um, like, I think this is great because I feel like haven't fun. you and I done it where we put uh, a cinnamon roll in a waffle iron? Did you say that we, we've done that? I feel like we've done that. Have we not no. done that? I think I've never been. Think, I've never been drunk shoving things into a waffle iron with you. We weren't drunk. It was literally that, morning. You this, were like, maybe we've never you done were drunk, that. But I I never pretty sorry. much remember nope. that happening. The only thing we've done in the morning with is being creative with heating up pizza what how are we creative heating up pizza like because we would like put them in eggs and then put them on a pan instead of just putting in the pizza slices instead of um like we would put it in a pan instead of putting in the microwave well yeah that's just the proper way to reheat pizza yeah sure that's the most creative we've ever been with something in the morning no i'm like 90 percent sure that you me and houston put not cinnamon me. rolls in a waffle iron and cook them that way. And you were like, this is a genius way to do this. And Must I was like, be I know, that's some other fat bearded drunk that sleeps on your couch. <laughs> I limit my fat bearded drunk <laughs> that sleeps on my couch to a very small number of people. And I think you were that person. So anyway. It wasn't me, girl. It wasn't me. <laughs> enough. I'm going to ask <laughs> you if he's going to confirm it was you. So I think this is genius. No, though, because and I honestly had never thought of that or seen it. So I think it's a really cool submission. I'm sure it makes other sense. people have, but it's fun. It's cute. What I think is really cool is that because uh, they say you have to bake it on the skewer for like 20 minutes, which is yeah. a really long time. But yeah. he says, if you're really impatient, you can just wrap it like you can unroll it and wrap it around the skewer and like cook it that way. Yeah. Um, and it takes less time. And I'm like, that's. That's genius, but uh, all of this I think is really interesting, and I kind of uh, need us to try this at some point if we ever get to go camping ever. If we will, if we don't, it's your fault. Yeah, it's always my fault. I get mm-hmm. it. Good job, India. But this is awesome. So uh, thank you, dozen member Justin, for sending us this because yeah. that is just really cool. Neat. <laughs> Maybe we should try it anyway, even if we're not camping. Like we should just yeah. Get a fire pit and do it. I'm down with that. Same Z's. Okay. Excellent. So moving on, we have a gadget that I didn't know existed, but it totally makes sense. Uh, I don't understand what it is. So it's a little scale for your your small uh, Coleman uh, at 14 and 16 ounce propane cylinders. 
And when oh. when is you, that all it does? Yeah. It, well, it tells you how much fuel is in there. Is because that the there only isn't way a gauge. You can know how much fuel is in it? Why would there they put a, a gauge on it? Because these are like disposable cylinders. Well, that doesn't sound sustainable. Well, probably not, but it is what it is. Um, no, you can get them refilled, but most people don't. But you can totally get them refilled. But when what? okay, when you get propane tanks refilled, uh, they do it by weight. So that's how you measure fuel for propane. So, I thought it was gas, though. It is, but it has a mass, which can be measured by weight. So, like, are we talking, like, really small amounts of weight since it's a gas? Uh, yeah. In this case, yes. I'm sure anyone like, who has you're a science like, degree is, like, screaming into their car. <laughs> but when right you're getting, now. like, a, a, a normal propane tank filled, like one for a grill, like, an empty tank versus a full tank has a distinct sure, weight sure, difference. Sure, sure. So but this, this one, was, like, a little handheld this thing. Is, yeah, and it, what it like looks like, it cancer. looks like one of those little handheld fish uh, scales. That you can get where you like people are like, oh, I caught a four, uh, a five pound bass. Well, the, it's the same thing. But well, you got to know how big a bass you caught. John. No, but well, one way to measure them is by weight. Well, sure. Yeah, it's a fish. So a they make fish scales. Gas. So it's the same thing as a fish scale. But instead of having, like, <laughs> fish scales, get it. Huh? Yeah. Uh, but instead of having a hook at the end, it has like a thing for you to, to put the head of the propane tank in. Uh, and it instead of like showing you the uh the ounces it just shows you like levels on it which is just kind of like a neat little thing because like usually when those tanks get to like about halfway i can't tell how full they are so being able to because it's just already so light it's less than five pounds i mean it just seems like this is this is all the more reason to have a gauge on it right but if you use a gauge you lose you have to expend some fuel to read the gauge so how if I had a collection you, did you of, look up how much this gadget is? It is ten dollars. Oh, I feel like then you should just like have the option. The first time you buy a propane tank, they should just be like, "Hey, do you want to add on this little thing for ten dollars?" Yeah, and that's the thing. I've never seen it before. I what? saw it on the TikTok. What? <laughs> and then I saw I looked it up. Walmart sells it online, but I've so never seen it. So have you in just person. always like? guessed how much propane you, you kind of like pick it up tank? and you like shake it around and you try to listen to it and you always just have a John, that seems what yeah well like surprisingly those little tanks even with like my double burner a single tank lasts a really long time this just like, seems like like i like could probably I'm cook a gumbo flashbacks a to when tank. i no i'm having flashbacks to when i had my miata and it didn't <laughs> have a fuel light <laughs> well, you at least like, had a gauge. You know, you at least gauge, had a gauge. I had a gauge that was like kind of accurate, but not that accurate. So yeah. like, you kind of have to be like, oh shit! I just noticed that it's like so. Not imagine on if empty, you, but like kind of on empty, but okay. not really on empty. So, so like, imagine, is my car is my car gonna die on the off ramp of seventy five <laughs> or not? Like, what's so the deal? what if you didn't even have that gauge? This would at least give you that gauge. Well, it's not like I could have picked my Miata up and been like, I guess there's about a quarter. You could have listened to the gas slosh around. I don't think I could hear it in the Miata. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't in the NA that we had. Oh, you, maybe. You, you, could, you could kind of shake it around a bit and you could hear it. Grab I, the roll bar. I don't bar think I shook my a car shake. a whole lot. It's a Miata. Then. It's like there's very few cars where you could just grab the roll bar and actually shake it. But a Miata well, it is one. it didn't have a roll bar. 
Well, what were you even doing? I don't know, John. Racing regionally, not nationally. Damn. Yeah, but like a hard dog was like two hundred and fifty bucks. That's not, or you could get a used one for like two hundred. Okay, it wasn't on my radar when I was. I was in Atlanta. I was busy doing like work and sorority stuff. I wasn't like thinking about buying a hard dog. I was thinking about paying dues. Shame on your crew chief, Bill, for not getting that installed for you. Bill, you're delightful. Don't let John tell you otherwise. (laughs) No. I think at that point, Bill was like, if you're really serious about this, we can get you a car that is better suited for racing. Miata's pretty goddamn well suited. No, it is, but I wasn't going to do like serious modifications to my daily driver, John. That's why you just run a street class. <sighs> Even Silly in the street goose. class, it wasn't more than regionally competitive. And that's so fine. I found a car that was nationally competitive, and that's what I started driving. Okay. What was that? I don't know, like a Civic or something. It's been something so long. boring. I've been, a, I've been in a coma since then, John. God. <laughs> that, that's from the before time. From the before times. Also, Bill's the one with a uh, national championship jacket, not me. Dang. So oh, I didn't no know one... Bill has a national championship. Oh, he does. Yeah. Oh. He super does. Wow. Bill has uh, so many trophies. He's what? like super. From autocross? Uh, he has a national championship from autocross. He did uh, 24 hours of lemons. He did chump car, things like that. So he could list off all of his championships, but like that's. That's why people actually like cared. They're like, "Oh, you're Bill's little sister," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, he's okay." Awesome. That makes more sense. Okay, he's I just thought he generally was just like, like a prolifically cool guy, and that's how they knew Bill versus national champion Bill. Well, it's both, right? Yeah. Like Bill's just a really good person. Do you, you know, know? Like, do you remember like, what class? If you it was think in? I'm likable, <sighs> was it like SCS a street class? Huh? STS maybe. Okay, it, it's a class that I don't think happens anymore no sts was or stc was combined in sts which yeah i don't know i'll have to ask bill but okay. it's been well, that's like pretty it's cool. been if it was a street touring class it was really competitive yeah you probably was. won by awesome. a thousandth of a second i'll have to ask i don't know but like bill bill's just one of those people that like like I don't have a lot of litmus tests for people that involve other people, but like uh-huh. if you have if you have a bad word to say about my brother, like I'm looking at you sideways because like uh, my only impression of Bill was that when I met him, he was cruising around on a um, electric scooter that he had modified. Yeah, and I was like, all right, this guy is pretty cool, and he drove like three hours or something to come out to an event at CMP. Yeah. And you said that he'd be there. I had a vague photo of him. And I was like, Bill? And he's like, what's up, (laughs) dude? How's it going? And he was like super mellow and chill. And he just hung out with people. And I was like, yeah, no, I am super lucky. Like he he is a really, he's a rad person in general, but like he is a really good brother to have. Yeah. And so like that's, like that is the entire reason that I got into like autocross and stuff like that. And what I, one of my favorite things to do since we're about to go to Amelia is to walk around with my brother. And like when he gets really excited about a car that we're looking at, I talk to him about why he's excited and he always has some oh, yeah. some incredible reason or some story about that particular car or that particular model um and it's just it's really cool he has this like encyclopedic brain for cars so That's cool. 
Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I will give Bill no heat about why my Miata didn't have a hard top or <laughs> why he didn't modify it because at the end of the day, it was a daily driver and it was a gateway drug. So there you go. Until he gets you. Anyway, yes. But um, that did come from a true story. I did uh, run out of gas on an off ramp on the U7585 <laughs> connector in downtown Atlanta, and I had to call some of my Georgia Tech friends to bail me out. So, Whoops. <laughs> figuratively bail me out, not literally. <laughs> yeah. So, moving on. I <laughs> learned about something. Yeah. Called a glider truck. Did I you know started these? to no, I didn't, and I started okay. to read over the links that you posted, and uh, my eyes glossed over. So I yeah, okay, so yeah, this is okay. this is kind of a, a a more technical thing than what we usually cover, but I think it's kind of cool and interesting. So in the early 2010s, the EPA passed some pretty restrictive emissions standards, uh, and like that's where you started seeing like. Uh, regular even the regular diesel pickups that's when they started using def def um what's that it's it's a um uh, this is probably wrong diesel emission fluid or something it helps reduce the smog emissions of a diesel truck uh and then like along with other egr restrictions and stuff that came with it and so all the manufacturers had to adapt to these new requirements that were supposed to reduce emissions, but it made it really hard to maintain the vehicles. Uh, and you, and not only did you have to fill up on diesel, you had to fill up on def, um, and a bunch of other stuff. And so one of the, one of the things that I know people do on a regular pickup equipped with a diesel motor is if you're in a, non-heavily regulated state with emission standards like California. Uh, a lot of people will do like DEF and EGR delete kits, which I'm not a fan of, but it, it hmm. overall, it reduces, it improves your, your mileage on the diesel and it makes it to where you don't have to run DEF. Um, so you save money. And so, the but at the of, expense of polar bears. Yeah. And so, like this is this is kind of like this is a until so like in pickups it's kind of one thing the cost to run something with like def and all that stuff isn't a giant in like cost increase uh but what people are saying in the several sources that I read when they made the change on like 18 wheeler tractors it induced a lot of pain and made to it the, really to the tractor directly or like yeah like hassle both because so, now we're gonna get into like if 18 wheelers feel pain because well not like that but like it it the manufacturers had to like add a bunch of stuff that like they've never really had to deal with like because you're you're talking about stuff that runs for hundreds of thousands of miles within a year mm -hmm. uh and so these especially like owner operators like their thing is is that like in like in the first several years of this existing a lot of these motors had huge problems and so when they break down in the first year of ownership they're looking at like a $20,000 repair mm -hmm. which is something that like a lot of independent 
operators can't absorb. So one of the things that have come out of this is what is called a glider truck. And it is a modern frame and cab and rear end of a of a of a 18 wheeler tractor but it uses a refurbished 2010 or older motor that and and the way that the epa regulations were written that was allowed if the motor itself was produced you know a certain year or older then you could run it as it existed but if the motor is produced after a certain year, then it had to have all these extra emissions things on it. I don't know. This sounds kind of Weasley to me. It is. I no. I think it is too. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's Got it's it. a it's a mixed bag. Um, overall, I think that it's kind of whack that they're doing this. But there are parts of it that like I can appreciate and I can understand like why it's happening. I, when it's when you do it on like a large. Um, commercialized scale which has evolved in the last decade is where i have a problem where there's entire there's an entire industry built on these glider trucks where comp there's companies that are producing thousands of of trucks with no motor in them for the sole purpose of evading regulations it's another yeah thing, i don't like that at all yeah it's another thing where like an owner operator is like I'm doing the best that I possibly can with the situation that's handed to me because when a lot of these big regulations happen, they're not looking at how it affects people in the in the small scale. They're looking at the larger scale. Like, well, a, a company that produces thousands of these, they're going to be able to survive this. But people who are independent, we don't care about. Them. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a whole lot of bad faith acting on a lot of parts here, though. Like, yeah. And overall, like, this makes up glider trucks make up ten percent of the trucks running today. Yeah, okay, that's like a lot. It is. Oh, no, no, it is. And and the the difference in emissions is like it was like thirty percent or something like that. Like it's a big like it is a big measurable difference in like the emissions that are produced between the two different kits. But the interesting part that I found about it that I thought was really kind of just coming from like being a tuner and a modder and somebody who like owns a motor swapped vehicle is the creativity that comes from these glider trucks because and because i don't know a lot about this world i'm going to quote something one of the articles uh for example the freightliner coronado never was never built with a cat or series 60 engine as a result of glider kits, Coronados with cat engines can be built and driven on the hull. So coming from somebody who's like a car enthusiast who appreciates and a car modder who's done car swap or motor swaps, um, who appreciates that kind of thing. I find it really kind of cool how like there is a, even in the trucker world, there are people who are saying you know, like, just like in any other car community, you're like, what if you could take your favorite car chassis and combine it with your favorite motor. And it like, so some of, the, so some of these people are doing that. I, but I don't think it's a, pre, it's not a preference thing, really. It's trying to evade regulation. Well, some it's trying of, to evade I would say that a good standards. chunk of it is a regulation thing, but there's also like a huge, like within the trucker community, there is 
I'm not, not, and I'm not trying to speak as an expert, but from everything that I understand within the trucker community, there, just as you would see in any other car or truck community, there are people who are like, this is the best motor ever made. This is the, this, this manufacturer makes the best motor. This manufacturer makes the best chassis. This manufacturer makes the best transmission and so on and so on. Uh, and so like some of these people who especially, and I'm thinking at like the small scale of the owner operators who are like an independent person running a single truck. It's like, oh, this is kind of cool that these guys are like kind of like hot rodding these things and they're making something custom outside yeah, of the EPA I, stuff. Like I get, I get that. But at the same time, it does stomp on EPA yes. regulations here. And it, it is just worsening existing problems. You everything know? that's within in because the scales are very different, but everything within the car community is most of it is in violation of EPA regulations. You know, it's not the same scale. Like you take a hundred race cars, they're not going to equal a, a single 18 wheeler violating stuff. Right. The damages I, that they'll like do I, over I here. totally get that. We kind of touched on this a little bit last week, but at the same time, it's like, Hey, I, I have a hard time thinking that, I have a hard time thinking that the stuff is in good faith. Yes. When the heart of the modification is to avoid yes any sort of accountability yeah. with yep. increased emissions. Like I, yeah. uh, like I, I like I appreciate ingenuity. I really yep. do. Obviously, yeah, it's a mixed we bag. Talked about your we talked about your hot dog baguette <laughs> ingenuity, and I, I think that's great, right? <laughs> but it's kind of like. Hey, I don't appreciate yeah. the posturing of this as like a, hey, no, little yeah. guys are just trying to like get around these things that make it harder for them to operate their business, but it, at the expense it, of these It honestly players. was hard to find stuff that was not from the viewpoint of freight operators. Yeah, you and know, that's that kind of where this. like- so That's that, kind of where I have to draw the line a little bit. Like, yeah. hey, you're you're not an enthusiast looking for the purity yep. of your. A lot of, of the, yeah, passion, a lot of this right? was you're, was defending the mass the the mass scale of doing this of companies producing thousands of these trucks versus some guy just finding a loophole and making something cool. I'm sure that exists. Yeah. I'm sure there's probably dozens of examples of this, but it is greatly overshadowed by the thousands that are produced and purchased. Yeah, and I think this is kind of where I I find a weird middle line here is like I I am I love a loophole. I do. Yes. I really do. But not at the expense of the greater good. And yeah. that's kind of like cool, you found this loophole, but <laughs> the sea levels are rising and that's yeah. partially due to your loophole. <laughs> so yeah. like you're not you're not finding a loophole to to, you know, help anything overall I, you're finding a loophole to benefit your biz yeah. i wonder if like one day we'll see this happening with like with cargo ships and like oil tankers i'd be shocked if they weren't already seeing that i'm just not well versed enough yeah. in cargo ships to, like, <laughs> we're you. like they're producing brand new ships but they have like ancient engines in them mm-hmm so i don't know or like it's kind of like ships. those antique plates that some cars get <laughs> yeah like, yeah <laughs> which yeah, like exactly i, I can't I can't overall knock, right? Like my family has cars that have those plates on them. It's just like. But does your family do those plates because you're like, the only way I can legally run this is is if I put these plates on it because I've done a bunch no. of legal stuff. And right. I, I think that's the difference here. It's like, right. hey, you're There's, not. But there are a bunch of people not, that abuse that. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not keeping this thing because of the historical value, right? right. Like it's not like an anthropological artifact. It's. 
it's you just don't want to make sure your car has the necessary modifications to be healthy not healthy but at least like less detrimental for the environment yep okay so um anyway that's my soapbox for this (laughs) week Okay, so this this is still pretty new to us, but we we actually have some some remote guest. Ooh, this is new to us. Okay, so we're moving into a kind of a more newer segment that we've been doing, where we're interviewing friends of ours, and today we have my good friends Will and Kelly joining us. Woo-hoo. Yay! Welcome, guys. <laughs> hey. Thanks Will, for having us. Yeah. Will and I served together in the Marine Corps. Will and Kelly met while I was still in. And uh, a, a, a amazing romance, romance quickly blossomed. And Aww. they've been adventure buddies for, what, 10 years now? Uh, a little over nine years. Nine years? Okay. Nice. They were going on 10, yeah. Yeah. And that direction. And... They recently got into an exciting world of camping by getting mm-hmm. their first trailer. Ooh. Yeah, we did. YOLO. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all fancy uh-huh. with your trailer. We had a, we had a YOLO moment in life. Yeah. <laughs> so what made you guys want to get your first uh, uh, camper trailer? Well, that was really her. I feel like Kelly's always wanted a camper, right? And I'm like, I'm cheap. So I'm like, can't afford it. Got too many kids. Can't do this. Can't do that. I'm like the the no guy. And she's like, yes, we can. Because <laughs> so, Kelly's the smart one, right? Like you're the right. no guy and Kelly's yeah. the smart one. And she's I'm like, like, like the five hey, kids will love this. Let's do it. Yeah. I'm like, hey, let's play it safe. And she's like, no, let's go get a camper. I'm like, all right. So <laughs> that's what we did, basically. Well, we had, yeah. we had to get a car to haul a camper. So we went and got a new, we went and traded in our car. Actually got an older car, but it's something that can haul a camper. Yeah, y'all, nice. went, y'all went and got a navigator. That thing looks pimping. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, but but we still that, but we still got an older. We we traded in for an older car though. But, but yeah, it, it hauls the camper yeah. and. So my my Dodge Journey. If we were gonna tow a camper with the Journey, um, it would have been like a cardboard box on a U-Haul trailer. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Step one was getting something that could haul. You know what we wanted to yep. haul. So we went and you know looked at some campers and kind of got a, a estimate on on weight. And like what yep. it would be, you know, and then doing the, doing the research on like, oh man, I got five kids and two adults, so I need something that can seat seven and can still haul this thing. And ended up finding a navigator, and uh, it's best in class towing. You know, it's got the eighty six hundred pound towing capacity, so that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, seats seats us all. Dude, it's more spacious than my van. Like I, I when I first saw it, I was like, mm, and then I drove it, and I was like, man, this is giving me like G wagon feels. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're up G-Wagon really high. Uh-huh. Well, so I used to, I used to have a Jeep Wrangler, so it, like when I got in, it kind of has that boxy high Jeep feel, and I was like, ooh. So when I started yeah. driving. I was like, I like this. So that's awesome. I'm just still impressed that hauling five kids. I can't imagine what that's like. Yeah, and three it's about of them. Thirty minutes to buckle them all in. And yeah, three of them that. are in full blown car seats too. Oh, wow. So it's Whew. like we need space. Yeah. Y'all brave for sure. Oh no, we we yeah. It, We're it done. Y'all... Done. None of brave is the word. <laughs> <laughs> there, it's tomato, tomato. It's fine. <laughs> when when y'all are shopping for the trailer, did y'all have trouble finding one, or were they readily available? I mean, it, there were ones readily available, but like we didn't want to pay what they wanted us to uh-huh. pay. Or and the one I fell in love with, somebody had already mm-hmm. like 
claimed it, mm. you know, they, yeah, they were holding it for somebody. And I was like, but I want that one. Yeah. Oh. Obviously, we're novice campers, but apparently COVID has made the camper market boom. Oh, yeah. People just want to get out and be by themselves. And, yep. Um, so it made it a little difficult. We're in a good spot here in North Carolina mm-hmm. where we were. Lots of people have uh, campers. Like we were going like every day after he'd get off work and we were going and looking at like personally owned campers as well. And I'm really glad that we held out because we, we looked at several before we bought the one that we did. We got so lucky on the camper that we got uh, the deal and the lady, the lady that we bought it from off Facebook marketplace where we found it. Nice. Um, the lady that sold it to us actually sold it to us with everything included in it. So like TVs, um, dishes i mean literally pots pans yeah sheets we didn't we didn't have to buy a single thing we literally picked it up and took it camping loaded yeah drove it straight to the campground so like did it come with like all the all the uh towing gear and stuff as well yeah weight distribution hitch and all that that's awesome that's a that is solid you guys I think he did really good there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were, so yeah, as soon as I went and saw it, he he let me buy Burkhart. This man loves me so much. He let me go and buy this camper without him ever seeing it. Wow. He never saw it until the day he picked it up. He trusted me that much. Can you Dang, believe that? That's that's surprising. I mean, that's 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 the equivalent of like having your spouse just go buy a car without talking yeah. about it. No, yeah, and no, that, that would never happen. Listen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he let me buy a whole camper though. But like, like that night, I was so excited. I was like, if, if anybody ever asked me like, what's the sweetest thing your husband's ever done for you? Yeah. I was like, probably letting me go and buy a camper without him even seeing it and being like, yeah, you can buy that. And he's like, that's sad. And I'm like, no, to me, that's a big deal. Yeah, that's, that's, a nice. tr- that's like a really yeah. big trust exercise, yeah. I think. Well, let's just say when I got there to pick it up, I was like, looking at everything like making sure like yeah not like before i gave that lady the check i was gonna make sure i wasn't getting you know well not even that but like i said like this wasn't even his dream like this was my dream yeah. you know and but you know and so it, it's it's off he loved it though as soon as he saw it he was like man I think he's like it's it looks like you decorated this this looks like this was like meant for us you know yeah. like, i totally see why you fell in love with this and Aww, so we're, definitely glamper, we're glamping it you know but mm-hmm. i kind of like camping next to people that are in like tents and stuff because i like making friends with those people and i like yeah. to like make them coffee in the morning and so like, i'm that person <laughs> where did i, I, love I, I like being the, the friendly neighbor mom we'll just uh, like I'm trying to make up for it because I, I feel like when we pull up and unload everybody oh, yeah? at the campground. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> five kids. Everybody's crying. Everybody's running around. I'm yelling. And then y'all have, y'all have two dogs as well, right? Yeah. This is our first time. So this weekend is our very first time taking our dogs with us camping. Okay. Wow. So oh, where impressive. did y'all go for the first, uh, on this trip with the, with the, with the trailer? So the, the first time we went here on base, uh-huh. it's literally mile and a half down the road we got a did a test run Mm -hmm. so that way if we didn't have whatever we could run home and grab it very smart move taking mental notes we only did one night just to see how it would go and Mm -hmm. i learned obviously uh, like so i'm a novice but i learned a lot just from setting it up tearing it down I got some poo on my hands. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He sprayed poo water ev- all over the cement where we were put the first time. But yeah, it was yeah it was bad. Well, I mean, five like, kids—that's not new for you. Though. True. Yeah, I mean, 
But I told him, I said that would happen the very first time. Though. But yeah, he did. He did spray Dookie water everywhere. <laughs> that was kind of embarrassing, but it, it happened. It's a learning experience. Right? <laughs> oh, no. This is on. This is a, a the the famous mythical Camp Lejeune. Is that right? Uh, pretty close. Uh, we're we're a little bit north. Um, we're at Cherry Point. We're about so. an hour away from Lejeune. Okay. I always thought John was making this place up from his stories. So. Oh yeah, so yeah, Cherry Point's like <laughs> the the air base in comparison yeah. to Camp Lejeune, but they're very close to each other. Gotcha, gotcha. Just confirming that it actually exists. That's all. It yeah, does. no, Camp Lejeune totally exists. Uh, Will and I oh, were out yeah. in the sticks in Courthouse Bay, <laughs> which is like the. Yeah. The, the 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 back door of Camp Lejeune. Mm-hmm. Even smells like it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That's where they hit all the rejects, which which is what we were. Aww. And all the all the engineering students. All the best guys. Yeah. Aww. So how was this like other than the uh septic tank mishap, how was this first outing for you guys? Honestly, like our kids were not ready. <laughs> they, were, they were going ham, but um, other than that, though, oh, we, he aimed the first the first time he couldn't. We couldn't figure out. Oh no, he didn't know. Oh, this one's funny. So he couldn't find the propane tanks, and I kept telling him, like, I'm pretty sure they're under those black things in the front. Mm-hmm. No, they're not. Who told you that? I'm like, that's what that lady yeah. told me. Like, he's crazy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's, so, yeah. that's where they were. <laughs> I totally thought it was like a hydraulic jack in the front, and that was oh, like, the pressure, yeah, you know. But yeah, I learned. Were they Always at least listen to Kelly. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I will say this for a man that's never had any experience with a camper. He has taught himself a lot and he has learned, you know, I couldn't do it without him. So, so you, I want to learn though. I want to learn how to do it. So yeah. I don't have to depend on him. Did y'all, sure. y'all bought it from an individual, right? Yeah. Um, uh-huh. did, did they, did they walk you through anything or were they just like, here you go? She, well, she kind of walked me through it. Uh huh more than will but i was okay. just like yeah okay yeah. I, didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I hopped on uh getting google and watched some uh youtube videos on on how to yeah how to do stuff, obviously before i went out there and did it but still you know watching videos and actually doing it are, are two different things oh so. yeah 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 well it's good that y'all did the did the test run before you did the full-blown weekend mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i've told a lot of people and i even said something to you uh at least to you will when they yeah. get their first RV or trailer, like, hey, tr- maybe try and do a test run very close because you're going to have to go back at least once mm-hmm. uh, and just just to give yourself the time to figure everything out. Mm-hmm. But it sounds like you already had that planned and figured out to do so. Well, and, and we're lucky just having all this stuff included already. Like it already had like the septic tanks and every or the uh-huh. drainage and all that. So we really yeah. didn't have to forget. We got lucky in that aspect. That's really cool. Definitely. Big Wait, plus. Now, mm-hmm. when you when you took the, the kids for the weekend, where did y'all go? Linear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went down. It's in it's in Surf City. Okay. Yeah. And it's so, called Lanier, Lanier's, Lanier's Campground. Okay. It's in Surf City. Do you remember the house I used to have in Surf City? Yeah, I was about to say uh, for India and for our listeners, Surf City is part of Topsail Island, which is it's where... Right on the I'm sorry? The campground is like right on the sound of Topsail okay. Beach. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Surf City is where Will and I spend a lot of time. Fun. That, like the Beach Boys. Yeah. I could literally see my house, like my old house from like the pier at the campground. I was oh, like, really? Aww. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> that uh, the, the one bedroom you had? Yep. Okay. Okay. So I know where you're at then. So you were like more south of there? Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. 
Okay, so you guys weren't really far from all the all the the the, the touristy stuff. Yeah, we could have drove there easily and like went to the beach and all that. Yeah, yeah well, that's really oh, cool. Fun. Okay. See, beach camping is like my ideal. Like, put me near a beach and we are good. So, See, and we we had planned to go to the beach. We ended up going to the pool instead. And honestly, oh. that was easier. Mm-hmm. But I do love going to the beach. I do love that. And that would have yeah. been nice if we could have done that as well. But in the place that we camped out at, um, they had a pier you could walk out. Oh, sorry, a pier you could walk out on, and um, like people were like crab fishing, and mm-hmm. apparently there was like a place where you could go out and like. Um, um, get oysters an oyster bed you can walk out to the oyster bed and get fresh oysters like that's cool yeah, yeah i could see how five kids that would make the pool much a uh, much easier yeah. option yeah yeah <laughs> it was, that was convenient yeah definitely <laughs> so how did the kids adjust did were they were they in shock did they end mm-hmm. up having fun like they had a blast. Uh, allergies were really bad, unfortunately, Ooh. this trip. Aww. Everybody was struggling with allergies, so everybody was pretty cranky, but they really enjoyed it. You know, um, I'll say the, the biggest positive thing I've seen so far about camping is that our big, our bigger girls are starting to want to be in their room alone, and now this kind of forces us to all be together in one place at one time and spend time together. Mm-hmm. Like, I, don't, I, make, I make them leave their tablets home. You know, we don't take the tablets and it's really, you know, they're and they're enjoying spending time together while they're doing it too. So yeah, that's, really oh, cool. that's the whole that. reason why I wanted to get a camper is I'm tired of seeing these kids sit in the rooms on the weekends and you know, I want us to, I want us to be out making memories and mm-hmm. doing stuff together. No, How old's your oldest? Nine. Oh, and your youngest. Are you yeah, we have uh two year old twins. Oh, impressive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I have crew. twin niece and nephew and that I spent some time taking care of them when they were like three months old. And that was so I have so much respect for moms of all kinds, but especially mothers of twins. So. Yeah. Our twins are a lot of fun. They're a lot of work, but they're, they're, they're fun though. They definitely keep the, keep things interesting. Oh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> so like, were you, were you able to keep the, the younger ones contained or like, how does that work out when you're outdoors? Well, just chase them around. <laughs> well, we actually just bought, we literally just bought, um, like a, it's, it's an out, it's a portable outdoor dog enclosure that we bought for the kids. <laughs> We bought That's three brilliant. We're gonna hook them together. <laughs> and I watched them. Like, I got this idea off Pinterest actually to contain. You know, help. It's it's really perfect. So you can leave your dogs in that area. But I got it for the dogs and the kids because our kids are our youngest. Our youngest uh, three. They're wanderers and they will. And I'm like, I, we we saw our neighbors at the campground this past week or last weekend. Um, they lost their kid. She wandered off and somebody let her in the bathroom oh. and she was in the bathroom and they didn't know it. Yeah. I mean, it happens. It yeah, could it easily happens. be a, yeah. We lose our kids all the time. Okay. Yeah. It happens. You got to put tracking a- devices on them, especially if there are two of them and then they can like, you yes. know, conspire yeah. against you. Yes. It's, it's, it's a real thing. Like you we, know, even combined, we only have four eyes. So for real. Yeah. One of them <laughs> can sneak away. Yeah. And- Don't judge people that lose their kids. But stuff happens. It's real life. I would never. No, I think this is brilliant though because it's like a big playpen and they get to yeah. be out in nature and like even if they do climb over it, they're at least like slowed down a little bit so you've got yeah, a sporting chance. I think that's yeah. great. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I actually brought that up over on a camper Facebook page for our camper, the Wildwood. Um, Excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're on an actual Facebook page for that specific camper. And uh, I mentioned that I was going to do this and they were like, oh, I've never heard of containing your kids. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, well, you must not got five kids. Yeah. Yeah. You must have a kid. <laughs> a lot of them. <laughs> I'd have like a harness system set up or something. That yeah. Them. Like one of those stakes yeah, in the like, ground with like the 16 foot leashes. Like, I used to question when I'd see people with the backpacks with the, that are like, it's like a monkey hugging the yeah. kid. Yeah. Like, who would do that? And then, like, you get past like two or three and you're like, all right, I might need to get some leashes. Oh, yeah, food. for real. Yeah. You got to keep a tether all, on them. I'm, I'm harnessing them. I think it's smart. I I respect that. Good for yeah. y'all. I told Will, I was like, I have one job and that's to keep these kids alive until they're 18. So yeah. <laughs> that's my main goal. Yep. <laughs> So, Dog fences until they're 18. I support it. <laughs> so you guys, I know Will's done like tent camping. Kelly, have you done tent camping? Uh, I mean, back in my army days, yeah. I did a little camping. Yeah. yeah so but, is this an upgrade? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about this glamping lifestyle. Um, if we wanted to recruit better, we just buy campers and have a... You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, we're going to the field? Uh, okay. Yeah. You hear that, government? That's how you increase uh, enlistment. Yeah. Well, my my biggest thing is I will say, uh, I didn't realize how hungry you are when you go camping. Like, you just want to eat when you can, when you camp. Mm-hmm. Like, so I like that we have a fridge and a, fr- and a freezer and a, like the, the little outdoor grill area. Like, that's the biggest things for me because we're, we're eating. Don't forget the outdoor beer fridge. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Outdoor Ooh. mini fridge. So what kind of stuff did y'all eat when you were out there? Uh, so we did a lot of like, uh, we did burgers and we did like quesadillas. Ooh, yes. Ooh. Yeah. Some pancakes and eggs for breakfast. Yeah, pancakes and eggs. Because we have like the little uh, griddle. Mm-hmm. I'm not impressed though. I will say I'm not impressed with the griddle that came with it. I really want to get, um, what's that one I keep saying? I want to get Blackstone. the Blackstone. Yeah, I really want a Blackstone. Oh, Plus, those are cool. Really- yeah, because it's also like a pretty little like griddle. I'm trying to feed seven people, yeah. so I really need a bigger, a bigger you got one. Room for that. Yeah, because we have we got 140 pounds of fencing that we got to tow around. In <laughs> <laughs> like no joke, literally 140 pounds like, of fencing. Yeah, That's and amazing. Like expeditionary. And I want it to be light and yeah. you know stuff like that. You know, it's actually 120 pounds. So 120 pounds. It's bad. only 120. That's it's only only 120 pounds. First God, that's so many pounds. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully we're not going to lose kids, so it's worth it. So uh, <laughs> yeah. speaking of cooking, we have had a long ongoing um, debate debate over, yeah. over the proper way to cook a hot dog. What to you is the right way to cook a hot dog if you're at home? I'm at home? Yeah. Like you have access to a stove. Okay. So the air fryer. Yeah, I say, we have an air fryer. Oh. Ooh, that's anything, new. Anything that's possible to cook, like we try to cook it in the air fryer. We don't have a microwave either. Okay. So. Yeah. I'm not okay. a boiler. I don't like boiling my hot dogs. Yeah. See, I'd rather, I, oh. I knew these people were smart, John. <laughs> I, I would air rather, fryer. I would rather cook them on a pan. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. John's a boiler for the record. Oh, I know. And he's just wrong about it. 
No. Oh no. Oh no. I thought I, I thought I thought I was gonna have an ally in this and I I got ruined. No. Why would Kelly and Will be on your side? They're oh. smart people. <laughs> You're wrong, John. Oh, Just accept boy. it. Boiling is not right. the best way to cook a hot dog at home. Clearly I mean I have to try an air fryer now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you don't, if you don't have an air fryer, actually, our first camping trip, we took the air fryer with us. Yes, yeah. we did. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, it's actually considered like one of like the number one cooking essential tools to take in your camper is an air fryer and yeah. the Instapot. Ooh, okay. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look this up then. I don't have an air fryer, but I do have an Instapot. So maybe oh yeah, air fryer. We, we don't have the only microwave we have is in the camper. It's nice when the camper's pulled in the driveway because now I'll go out and use the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, look, I just need to cook this Stouffer's lasagna real quick. Like, let me just let me just run out the camper. <laughs> hey, so, John, why don't you put your hot dogs in the microwave, man? Yeah. Well, if I, I, I boiling's better than microwave. Mm. <laughs> but if you can boil them, you can cook them in a skillet. Because I can just leave it alone. Just go over there and you know, shake it every now and then. It's, it's very low, 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 low maintenance. John, you're wrong. Just accept that, it. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. Okay, so if if you could go, if you could take your trailer anywhere for a camping trip, where would you take it? So I have a couple of places. Oh uh-huh. really? We've not uh, places like Colorado. Ooh. Oh yeah. You ever been in or oh, yeah. Alaska? Wow. You take okay. it all the way to Alaska? Oh, I thought, is this hypothetical? Or yeah, is this like this is, this oh, no, it's hypothetical. I'm just, uh, that was just my yeah. follow-up. Uh, well, so I, I, I flew into Alaska one time, and I saw it, and I was like, wow. So it's always kind of something that stuck with me. And, like, you think about camping and stuff, and I'm just like, that would be, other than, like, have to, you know, bring my bear mate. So and, cold. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I'm not a cold weather person. I'm not either. Mm-hmm. I just think it'd be really amusing to be in a place where like bald eagles are like pigeons because there's so many. I just want to like experience that once because I think it would be so surreal. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Colorado as well, like with the mountains and stuff. Like yeah. I'm not a cold person either, but just. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, when you go in the, in the summer, yeah, it's pretty yeah. bearable. <laughs> so, okay. Also, because this is also a motorsports podcast. What is y'all's dream cars? Oh, dream cars? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, like, I your dream car I'm, I'm guessing will that I'm guessing that you each have your own. Oh yeah, my you know, wheels know hers, are completely yeah, different. I know what hers is probably. Okay. Whatever the most expensive souped-up Jeep she can have. Oh yeah, it'd be a Jeep for okay. a Jeep. Um, what about you, Will? Oh man, I don't know. I'm, I'd probably want some some kind of sports car. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, while you're thinking about it, Kelly, what is your your dream fancy pants Jeep feature that you'd like to have? Probably just like it, like I'd probably want like a Jeep, like a Rubicon, mm-hmm. like maybe like a teal, like a teal color. I saw we saw one recently, and I was like, oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a Wrangler, and I've and it was a stick, and I'm just this is nothing. I've never drove anything that was more fun than that. It was just a, just a fun vehicle. Yeah, it's the fun drives that really stick with you rather than, mm. like, the luxury drives, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I've never been, like, a big luxury person anyway. He's like, that's never been big for me. I just oh, I want to have so, fun when I'm driving. So nice to drive. So comfy. <laughs> yeah. Just to feel the power, you know. Yeah. Um, so, like Will, what kind of sports car? Any any direction? Oh, I, um, he likes Mercedes. Well, I, I've had a Mercedes. 
but I feel like you still like Mercedes. I do. It'd be something like that. Probably European. Yeah. Yeah, probably like a Lexus or okay. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to be driving and uh, one of those Nissan passenger vans soon. If uh, we having we keep having kids, <laughs> <laughs> so he ain't going to be worried about not having a sports car because. Yeah. Yeah, you can only fit like one car seat at best in a sports car. I when Will my favorite child can go. I remember <laughs> with the first kid riding in Will's Mustang with a child with a with a baby carrier, and That's right. the baby carrier was in the back seat, and the front passenger seat had to be hiked up so much that my forehead <laughs> was hitting the 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 where the windshield and the headliner met. Wow, that's impressive. (laughs) I just remember being stuffed into like the back cubbies of of my dad's sports car, but that was that was the eighties and nineties. It was fine. It's fine. Well, I, just, I remember trying to put Autumn in the car and like my back would hurt from like the angles I would have oh, to be yeah. at. Oh, so. <laughs> I love this for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, that's that's uh, our, our list of, of questions. Thank pretty you. painless, right? Maybe? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> hey, if you guys have pictures of your, your outing that we would love to see them because yeah, um, we, we, we would, love good really bad. We're so bad about that. Like we take, like the, we finally took pictures this last one, but we didn't take any of like at the actual campsite. We took oh, pictures okay. of, like the pool. And, but no, we really, we need to do that though. Like, take pictures of like our setup. We're, I, we definitely will this time because we're setting up our, like I said, our, our new enclosure. Ooh. I have to see this and yeah. bonus points if the dogs are in the pictures. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So we, we also got a uh, training callers recently. So we're trying to train them to stay in for there the for the kids. No. Oh yeah. I wish, I wish we can make it happen. Yeah. People, <laughs> no judgment. Unfortunately, people would frown upon that. So no yeah. for the dog. Um, but uh, yeah, so we're trying to train them to stay in there because the big dog, Nina, she could jump out if she wanted to, but our goal is to keep her from doing that. So we'll see how it goes. It's probably going to be very stressful and a long weekend, but I know the more we do it, the more they're going to get used to it Mm -hmm. and it's going to go smoother each time. They're going to get older, so... For sure, for sure. Well, I'm excited to hear how that goes for you guys and to see your setup. This has been really fun to get to know you, John, to speak so highly of both of y'all. So it's cool to like put faces and voices to the name. So John needs to come visit us soon. I do. Yeah, John. Yeah. John. I mean, we'd come visit you, but I mean, I don't uh, know. You I know. think it'd be much more reasonable for me to come visit yeah, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I only have myself like, to worry about. So, but thank you guys so much for joining us. This was great. And as you get more adventures in, we should have you come back again. Definitely. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye, Kelly. Will. nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Bye. Bye. That was Will and Kelly from. Thank you, Will and Kelly. You guys are awesome. Yeah, you guys are pretty rad. Thank you for joining us. So, thank you for joining us for this awesome episode. Uh, you guys are still just killing it on spreading the word about us and sharing us with your friends. Please keep doing that. I appreciate mm-hmm. all of you. Um, and I know you guys enjoy when John uh, can barely speak because he's sobbing through uh, pepper heat. So knowing that, we're going to make this a monthly uh, segment, I think. And so when Houston and I drive through Louisiana, 
on our way to Amelia Island next week, we are going to stop by John's and drop off some uh, hot peppers from Texas. I'm excited. Sure. I'm looking forward to it. You should be. I I am super pumped actually to make a trip to a market to get Ooh. all this stuff for you. I did leave mm-hmm. a review for Bangkok Thai. I, it was five stars. <laughs> what is it? Uh, I said that I got the curry and I got triple Thai hot. To me, it wasn't that hot. In comparison, eating a raw habanero would be hotter. Fair. But the flavor was amazing. So it's, it's <laughs> it still a win. You know, like how I'm, did you, I'm how still did you happy. do the next day? Were you okay? Yeah, I was fine. No, you weren't. You texted me. It was so terrible. The worst. Oh my god. <laughs> Joan was like, it hurts now. I'm so upset. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that is something to look forward to, doesn't so uh if you yeah. have submissions for us to talk about during that time, let me know. If you have uh you might be a dozen if submissions um, You might be a dozen. Going. Please keep those coming. So we will be driving through Lafayette. You're listening to this. Maybe this comes out on a Thursday. Yeah. We'll be driving through on Saturday. So, John, I don't know what you're going to do the week I'm in if, Florida, but hopefully If you guys could have pushed back your departure day by a day, we could have met up at an autocross in Lake Charles. Yeah. Could have, should have, would have. But Houston has a job. Somebody in this household has to. Boring. <laughs> Slave to the corporate. I know. It's so rough. But, oh, well, maybe next time. (laughs) Yeah. No. Um, Yeah. So, it'll be good to see you guys. That'll be pretty neat. Yeah. I'm super stoked. Uh, Something to look forward to. Maybe we'll we'll do a TikTok while you're there. We will. Okay. All right. You ready to wrap (laughs) this up? Super ready. Good week, John. Okay. Here we go. Keep it campy. Bye. Bye.